0: Hello and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. A
1: place. My
0: name is Mark. I am also joined by Rihanna. Hello, Rihanna.
1: <laughs> Hello. That's I'm actually pregnant.
0: it's actually someone named Miles. Uh, Miles, great impression. Thank you. We're currently recording this doing the the big game. I uh, during the big game during the big game. You said doing. Yeah, we're also playing football while we record. <laughs> uh, Ouch. Sh- we're also I got jo- We're also joined by referee Jackie.
2: Hello, you're out. Is that the right <laughs> <laughs> Is that the right
0: game? I I guess you could like you could uh, well, Miles, what is it? I don't I'm, even I'm I'm playing dumb, but I don't know what a referee for football would say. They have you penalties. Say
1: yeah, you would throw a little flag.
2: Okay, well, that doesn't that doesn't work well on a podcast. Well, I was going to say yellow
0: card and red card, but is that soccer only? That is soccer, yeah. Could you tell this is a podcast about anime? <laughs> this is a sports show. Yeah. This makes no sense to anybody who doesn't live in the U.S. Uh, (laughs) We do this podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the TV anime that can be found on Netflix or some other Weeby streaming app. I hope uh, there's a
1: Rihanna stand soon.
0: There are Rihanna stands in JoJo, by the way.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: Yeah. We're not going to get to them anytime soon. Obviously, this was... I don't know. Was Rihanna a thing in 2001,
2: 2002? Oh, she's, she's coming up. She's, she's probably soon. Cause Ponder replay, I think was like two, uh, 2004, maybe.
0: That does remind me that, uh, the replay, I guess it was a reference to the fact that Rihanna's doing the halftime show right now.
2: Oh no. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Ponder replay. That's her first one. That, that was
1: 2005. Out. Okay. Oh, wow. I was close.
0: Um, but my Grubhub sent me like a reminder when I like, hadn't ordered yet and it was like come mr. DJ pond de reorder oh, and I boy. was like can I fire people from a company I don't work at but anyway right now we're covering the stone ocean part of the Jojo anime specifically this week we're going to be talking about episode 29 called underworld or netherworld if you don't know any better but before we talk about this episode specifically We have to first check in with our end zone end users. No, nothing. Look, it doesn't matter because we didn't get any emails. emails. Yeah, we don't have anything. So just all of our emailers are on the bench right now. (laughs) They're in the penalty box. That's right. They've all managed. Has that ever happened at a sports games? Everyone, I guess if there's like a big brawl, you could throw everyone out the game and just have it canceled. Yeah. Maybe tough luck for spectators this evening anyway <laughs> so you could email us if you want to if you have thoughts about underworld episode 29 or if you're like clearly oh you don't though clearly you don't if you have thoughts about upcoming episodes of stone ocean don't spoil them but you can write to jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com you can also hit us up on twitter we are at jjb there we also have a Patreon to support this podcast. I know, so far you're like, why? I don't know what you do. All you do is tell me no one writes in to you. However, <laughs> perhaps the rest after the rest of this podcast, we'll circle back and remind you that if you go to patreon.com slash pod, you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. That gets you access to the Patreon feed where I put up the occasional bit of removed audio from the podcasts. Uh, I, I, you know, I should say extra audio. Removed audio makes it too clear that it's something that is not relevant <laughs> to your usual JoJo interests. But that's what it is. You could find extra audio on there as well as Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter. Weekly if we're doing the podcast weekly, of course. Um, and any other little media projects that I feel like uploading there. Uh, and even a dollar helps us out. We gotta pay for all these silly streaming services, you know. And for, for $3 a month, you are helping us out triply, but we will also give you the added benefit of reading your name out loud after saying thank you. What I mean is we're going to thank you out loud. That was a faster way of saying that. On the podcast, we don't just say it to ourselves and, and not record it. We're going to say it now into the microphone.
1: And we don't whisper it either. We say it. We, we, you can hear it.
0: The three of us hold hands and and just say, thank you, so-and-so, so-and-so. So so -so."
1: So thank you, Austin. Blu-ray. Brian.
0: Camilla. And Chad. And Clit Rocket. And Dalton. And Daniel. And I love JoJo, ooh. And Jumbo. And Katie. And Bloof. And Lord Zendar. And Madison Joestar. And Matt. And Shun.
1: And Soliloquy Jackalope.
0: And Tim. And Cassoon, Also Zipperman.
1: And that's it. Thank you. And that's
0: it. Thank you all so much. Really big thanks to And we're grateful. (laughs) Because And came up a lot on that one. Yes. Boy, that's confusing. Interesting. For anyone who's like, you know, later this week, if you need to do some conversion, you know, that was $3 a month. But in Canada, that's $4 a month. That sucks. So, 25% extra thank you to the Canadians. Yeah. Moving on. Okay, let's get into the episode, which is previously stated. Uh, episode 29, Underworld or Netherworld if you're on Netflix like the rest of us. Uh, I gotta say right off the bat, this episode starts with an ambulance backing up and I thought, this is not good. If you know anything about JoJo, an ambulance backing up could spell... The end for a character. The end for a particular series, even. I don't remember
2: seeing an ambulance.
0: Oh, right away. You're probably looking at our baby.
2: Hmm. Yeah, the first thing I have in my notes is Anasui and weather report arrive at the hospital.
0: And there's an ambulance.
2: Well, I guess there's always an ambulance at the hospital.
0: But it was backing up.
1: Okay, I don't know.
0: That's my impression of an ambulance. That's pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, and then Weather Report somehow feels the presence of Poochie, Jolene, and someone else that is related to them,
1: Hmm. I think
0: he says. Uh, And once again, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's weird that Jolene said that she was like, oh, Poochie's here and here. She didn't, she couldn't tell them apart. I don't know. Weather Report's really close to the hospital. Maybe he gets, maybe he gets it. And we're picking up from Jolene and Hermes have fallen into the hole. Yes. That's created by Donatello versus. Yeah. Which if, if we see him in this episode later scratching at some dirt to uncover a memory, did he go to this hospital way in advance and like create this hole himself? Does his stand dig the Who? hole? Who? Donatello. Versus.
2: Versus. No, he he just learned about his power like while he was in that room talking to Pucci last episode.
0: Yeah. Okay. So does the hole just appear?
2: Yeah. Just. I guess it. Appear, he's like, oh, trying to remember. Remember, Jolene is like, oh, that gunshot must be from someone trying to figure out how to use their power, Then they open the door, and the hole is there. Right. I think he just figured it out, and they jumped in the hole probably.
0: So he stand. Maybe the hole is part of the stand power. The it's whole- got digging power. Yeah, it is. I think it is. But then he also scratches off dirt with his hand. I guess he can do that too, and find little little memories.
1: Look, you and Mike, you and I could do that too. I yeah. find memories in the dirt all the time.
0: Oh, okay. Do you have a dog or something?
1: No, I have a stand.
0: Oh, cool. <laughs> let's not go into any any more details on it, though. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, so uh, yeah. Hermes and Jolene are on this plane memory that's going to crash at 9.33 p.m. Sorry, 24-hour people. This is America. It's 9.33 p.m. And when the last episode ended, it was two minutes before. And uh, Jolene has decided that she's going to open the side door of the plane. She asks the flight attendant to help her. Which to I th- open the door, yeah. Yeah. Which, but she doesn't. She doesn't. Yeah, which I thought made sense because she seems to mostly be on the side of the plane exploding. And she's like melting and stuff. Yeah, you don't want to ask a melty person for help.
1: I hated that um, Hermes was like, isn't it dangerous to open the door? Like, bitch, this plane is crashing. <laughs> yeah. This plane is like
2: underground. It's not even in the sky.
0: <laughs> that too.
2: Like what air pressure?
0: I. You don't have to worry about all that. <laughs> it was funny that they open it and then Something, I don't know if it was like just from Jolene jumping out or what, but she does something and Hermes goes, "Nani" in like the actual dialogue, which just means what? But Netflix decided the subtitle was fuck. Fuck. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) That she just yells, what? And it's a (laughs) fuck. Anyway, yeah. And she does this. This is the second time that she's given Hermes a string. I don't know if she remembers the last time she tried that. Hermes got pulled into the problem. Yeah. That yeah. She didn't do a good job. She didn't pull Jolene out. Uh, and this doesn't work either. Uh, Jolene jumps out and gets stuck on some kind of fighter jet. That Oh, no, no, because she goes to punch Donatello versus, uh, but just instead hits glass, which turns out to be from the cockpit of a fighter jet. Then the guy in there thinks that he was hit by a MiG. She, or she lands she goes to punch versus but then somehow i guess gets herself trapped in the cockpit yeah. cuz yeah i guess she ver- can't eject right cuz versus can pull people through various membranes of these planes so i guess he traps her in a cockpit and then this guy's arm this this fighter jet pilot has a exploded arm and he's like oh yeah my jet smashes into the ground in such and such time and uh you can't eject
1: when did a MiG fight a jet over Florida?
0: Oh, that's like a good point. That yeah. would have been a, a war-starting event. I Well, maybe it did. Maybe a MiG... It was a Jap- Japanese plane? A jet? No, I think it's just a jet, and a MiG could be from Russia or China. Oh, okay. Or I don't know who else uses MiGs, but... Miles, it's just that the pilot says like, oh, I guess a MiG hit me. But yeah, why would he think a MiG hit him if he's just over Florida? Yeah, I don't know. The I Red's know.
1: invading Florida.
0: What is this, Red Dawn? I don't even remember where that takes place, but I thought it was like the communists invade America or some shit. Whatever. Um, so she's trapped in there and she's like, hey, how do I eject? And the guy's like, you can't eject because this jet slams into the ground which is weird because we're in florida so he just flew it into the ground i don't know he's a dumbass maybe it malfunctioned (laughs) uh and this is this pilot sucks this is the one thing where i'm like i i'm a little bit hmm about this whole episode because of this i don't know a lot about jets but was she asking to just eject herself or would the eject have blown them both? I guess I guess you don't selectively eject in a fighter jet, right? Would both seats pop?
2: Yeah, I guess, I don't know.
1: I think they'd
0: have to because then
1: cuz like the cockpit yeah. would be exposed to the elements at that point.
0: Right, okay, cuz it's one chamber. Cuz that makes sense that that if she he doesn't quite phrase it that way, but it feels like yeah, he can't she can't eject him. She can't do anything that would eject him cuz he dies. Uh He's part of the memory. Oh, uh... Because otherwise, then later parts of this episode, I, I am a little bit, hmm, about. But uh, ultimately, the episode, I think, worked. Their solution made sense. Uh, mm. And then, sh- around now, I think, is when... uh Something about special shoes thrown from a roof. We're, I don't think we're there yet. Okay. We're about to be. But I know that Poochie tells Versus, like, hey, she has a walkie-talkie, and those can be reprogrammed to call cell phones. Which I don't know if that's true. That's very interesting.
2: Oh, that, okay. Well, that, that answers a question that I had because I was like, wait, how did, how did Emporio know to listen to a walkie talkie?
0: He has a cellular telephone, I think. Or maybe it's just his ghost room house line.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Who pays for that phone? Ghosts. Yeah. Probably ghosts. He works with Ghosts, Verizon Ghost. Um, <laughs> I do like this. This episode answered what happened to Emporio's stand, and it just seems like he could use it anywhere. Um, that's amazing. He should be.
1: Um, I don't know what he should be, but like the fact that he can just like whip out his PC anywhere he wants, it's a pretty cool. Power. I was wondering
2: about that. So he just like that. That's where. That's where that computer. It's basically. Well, the turtle is Hammer Space too. The yes. what was that? What was it, Coco Jumbo? Yep. Was the turtle with the with the? Yeah. So his his power is also Hammer Space. Yep. He just pulls out a computer and starts working on the sidewalk.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have that now. It's just called laptops now.
1: Yeah. I no. Guess.
0: It's a stand. Mark. What
2: is he even plugging in the computer to?
0: It's ghosts. during
1: the pandemic. We all developed this stand.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: just be where We home. can work anywhere we wanted. <laughs> and he's just, hes like in front of a gas station. I don't know. I don't know if I'm jumping around, but it's at some point. Jolene he, calls him and. Yeah he's just he's like, just yeah, that, like, that, that huh? happens later that happens later okay.
1: that happens when he had like a job to do right yes like he's supposed to be going somewhere but I forget she's what to, he's doing she's now.
0: supposed to he's supposed to go contact Jotaro but right. he just seems to walk a little bit I guess he, she he, she didn't really give him specific instructions I guess he could have been using his ghost internet and ghost phone to figure it out but mm-hmm. whatever um, the point is uh, before any of that happens we just noticed that she has a walkie and Poochie is trying to Warn versus about this walkie-talkie situation.
2: Versus also asks Pucci. He's like, "Hey, am I winning?" <laughs> Which I thought was funny.
0: Well, no. He was he, like,
2: "Which one of us is winning?"
0: Well, he, he says it like sarcastically. He's just sort of like, "Oh, really?" Okay. Yeah, because Pucci is saying like, "Hey, uh, she has a walkie. She could end up calling someone with that." And Versus is like, "Why don't she shut the fuck up?" Uh, am I losing right now? Uh, That's what he's doing. He's saying, "Do you see me losing right now?" Which. Uh, not exactly the best response to someone saying, here comes danger, and you're like, oh, is there any problem right now? Like, no, I'm warning you. <laughs> like, this is coming down the bike." And, uh, right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, okay, the phone and all that stuff, that's for later. But, in the jet, or no, is this What was, this, the thing with, what
2: was this thing with the special shoes? I wrote it down, and I forgot. Right. It was, it was signed by a basketball player, uh-huh. Ichido. Japanese, baseball. a Japanese baseball player Ichiro,
0: Ichiro Suzuki, uh, probably I Suzuki. I don't remember what team he played on, but maybe. Okay. Anyway, the Mariners.
2: Oh well, that would make sense.
0: There you go. Um, would
2: it? Yeah, because they're in Florida. Wait, no, that wait. No,
1: they're in Seattle.
2: Oh, okay, never mind. Just kidding.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Marlins would make
2: sense. I was thinking Mar- Marlins. Mariners sounds like a um, marine type thing. It is like aquatic. So yeah. That's why I thought Florida.
0: It's people on the ocean, I think. Anyway. Anyway. Um, this is when we get uh Berstus's backstory. And I like Versus. His backstory is a little eh, but I like him as a character anyway. He tells a story that he was a kid who had adoptive parents, I think, who didn't give a shit about him. They yeah. only cared about his stepsisters. Mm. And he, a Little he, Cinderella. He runs away from home. Yeah, that's right. Cinderella. He runs away from home and then is somewhere in the city and a pair of spikes is what they keep subtitling it as. Uh, Okay. Cleats. Fall from the sky and hit him. But they're baseball cleats. Someone didn't know to subtitle that better. Miles, have you ever heard people call the shoes spikes?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's interchangeable. Oh, okay. I think they might be different things, though, depending on, like... But I think you'd wear both. Okay. Like, you'd wear either, like, depending on the surface you're playing
0: on, whether it's wet or dry. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Well, I think this was for a pitcher, maybe. Anyway. So he he likes these uh spikes.
2: They fall from a roof and he picks it up and they were signed by Ichiro and uh but it was supposed to go it was supposed to be for kids from disab- for kids with disabilities. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> and so they even caught though, they caught him. They were like, "You stole those shoes," and he. They were going to send him to jail.
0: Even though he's thirteen and they don't fit him, uh huh. So I don't know. I guess maybe they weren't that much bigger, but otherwise, I think how big were these disabled kids? Oh, I see. I don't know. Never mind. Um, it is still you pretty. Thought they cool. They were going to wear them.
2: Yeah, it's still pretty cool to get the shoes signed by your favorite player or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, I'd I be think like, they're this is just like.
1: Help. Something you hang up or all
0: something. right, all right. I guess that's nice.
1: I guess. Dis- disabled kids are just like a like plot fodder in this episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, <of> it. <laughs> it's just like yeah. you, know, you know, disabled kids. <laughs> well, they
0: yeah they they do come back twice, kind of. Do they? Yeah, they come back again after this story. There's no
1: yeah, like and they're also just like literally just props. Yeah.
0: No, they have some character, they but they are just there as
1: a plot device, I guess. I
2: think normally when well,
1: you got such good disability representation <laughs> in Part Five with Polnareff.
0: <laughs> that's true. Polnareff. what and... happened to him?
2: He lost an arm or something.
0: He can't. He's in a wheelchair.
2: Oh right, okay.
0: And he has an eye patch that's very fancy. <laughs> and at the end of it all, he's turned into a turtle. I don't remember that. I guess one could argue that, well, they switch bodies and he gets put into a turtle. Okay. One could argue that's not a disability because turtles are fine and thriving. Uh But I think if you're a human and you end up in a turtle, you're disabled. I
2: think it depends on where you are. Like, if you're in the ocean, being a turtle is not a disability. Oh, that's true. If
0: you're a human in the, well, a sea turtle... Because if it's like a pond turtle, okay. I bet in the ocean they don't do hot.
2: Okay. Well, whatever. If you <laughs> if you're in a in a location where the world is is made for you, or you're made for the world, you know, like everything is made to fit you. And
0: if you're in a marine environment, you
2: don't need any kind of adjustments to exist. Then you don't have a disability.
1: You know. Yeah, I don't think turtles view themselves as disabled. Right.
2: That's
0: true. <laughs> they prefer the term but amphibian.
1: I think if it's.
2: If a t- if a turtle needed to live in our world, they they would need some adjustments. They wouldn't be disabled, but they would they would need some something.
0: At, at least some kind of riser. Like if a, I'm driving, I don't see you.
2: Put like a like a basking rock or something at in every. You know how like know instead of like back. instead of like a ramp everywhere, there'd be like a, a basking rock rock and a lamp uh, they somewhere. They could get
0: some <laughs> reflective stickers to put on their shells, just so cars can not run them over why mm-hmm. do they have to adjust
1: to our world you know i don't know but a- <laughs> ask
0: ask my car as it hurdles towards you because i'm not going to stop driving <laughs> you want me to walk you see somewhere where where fucking emporio got nowhere anyway so disabled people are a plot device um so he's wearing these shoes that are too big for him but he likes the clicky clack that they make on the sidewalk uh, but then some cops show up, and I wrote down that cops are always bad in JoJo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're always
0: assholes, and they're never a force for good. Uh,
1: has there ever Except gonna... for Josuke's grandfather. Yeah, Josuke's That's grandpa's
0: it. the chief of police in Morioh. Okay, One good cop. Which Who is probably because rule. that town is kind of based on Araki's own memories, so maybe he's like, everyone in my town is nice.
2: Well, that cop didn't really live long enough for us to really know if he was...
0: That's
1: true. You know, he also he's still was still a product of a flawed system. You know, he's yeah. still upholding.
0: Well, you know, he didn't punish. He didn't punish his daughter after she slammed a guy's head through a window. Yeah, for hitting on her, which is understandable, but wrong.
2: If you're the guy, he's a bad cop.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would like. I think that you know she should get at least a slap on the wrist. You can't just throw people's heads through things. Anyway,
2: <laughs> his family is above the law.
0: Yeah, I guess. Well, it turns out he's not not above the life, not, a, not invincible.
1: It's like those stupid PBA stickers, you know, that's what that was. Smiles.
0: Miles. Sorry.
1: Uh, I've got 10
0: on my car. No you, cop could ever stop one? me. No, you don't have one. I, I, I don't think I could morally have a PBA. First of all, you probably look like a dumbass. Probably most cops in this in this state.
2: Explain this for people that don't have We've this. We've
0: talked about it in the past. But explain but. it
2: just in case this is the first episode someone's ever listened okay, to.
1: Okay, So I think mainly in New Jersey. I don't know if this happens in other states, but if a police officer who you're friendly with gives you a, like a business card or a sticker from their union, which is usually the Police, police Benevolent Association or the fraternal whatever, whatever, F.O.P., uh, and you put it on your car, you hand it to them when you get pulled over. Allegedly, the cop will give you a break. It doesn't always happen, but it's just like a widely accepted form of corruption that exists.
0: Yeah, a, a lot of cops will just sort of throw it away. Like if you give them a business card, they're just like, yeah, whatever, fuck off. But the idea is that, yeah, like, oh, I know someone in your union. I'm a yeah. friend of cops. Be
2: nice to me because my dad is the yeah. guy.
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i i have a friend i know someone who has given it to cops and the cop was like all right well how do you know this guy and mm-hmm. then was just like yeah i know him through whatever whatever so it was like i guess that's just him wanting to be like this isn't your dad right yeah. <laughs> you know because then that would that would make you look what? bad
2: oh why no i i interpreted that as i mean i don't know i haven't heard this story from the person you're talking about directly but uh you know you might want to know to make sure it's like someone that you really know and not just like i don't know
0: Yes, that that too. But I also just thought that it was like, all right, if your dad's a cop, I don't want to.
2: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay.
0: Be really mean to you, but yeah, yeah it could be that too—that you're just trying to make sure, hey, you actually know this person. Yeah. This didn't just fall off a building, and you caught it. Um, but at Miles, I did hear a coworker from Long Island mention PBA cards and that whole process uh, okay. last week, even. So it's not just New Jersey, baby. Anyway. The point is, this kid gets picked up for wearing the wrong shoes, and uh, this judge is very mean and very cartoonish, and she's like, how could you steal those Spike shoes?
2: The justice system in general in in JoJo's is not... Uh, it's not great. It, there's been
1: yeah, a- do you think it, it's a critique of America?
2: There's been a lot of cases where people are thrown in jail with like a false accusation and a bogus... You know, yeah. a bogus trial, and everybody's everybody's paid off,
0: <laughs> or does,
2: something.
1: Does... Are the only
0: good cops Japanese cops? Ah, uh, that might be true. The Unbelievable. Co- yeah, New York's JoJo episode one of of part two is uh those cops are bothering Smokey. Um, yeah, part four has just got the one good cop, and everybody in this season sucks. I don't know if it's a critique of America to design a prison that's based on freedom, and then you can just walk out when the head guard is <laughs> is retired. I don't know. Uh, anyway, though, this this guy gets this this poor boy gets a sham trial. The judge is like, "How could you steal from the disabled children's police uh, cleat?" Celebrity fund, I don't know
2: it's there's not even a fund named. it's just disabled children.
0: <laughs> you stole these shoes off disabled baseball player Ichiro Suzuki's feet <laughs> and she uh she sends him to juvenile detention. Yes, and then I was a little confused about everything that happens because it's supposed to be more about his stand is supposed to be about memories. But he's crawling and he falls into a hole that has a knife in it. And then some big prisoner, some other juvie person is like, hey, I was hiding my knife.
2: He basically fell on a plastic knife somehow.
0: Blade up, by the way?
2: Yeah, I don't know. And he almost died and he went to the hospital. And I was like, this is a lot to just kind of throw at us in this little flashback. And they thought
0: they healed his wound, but then it kept bleeding and a worm crawled out of his hand, he said, which was gross. So,
1: yeah, so this is his stand at work, supposedly, and it's just unearthing these worms and knives and stuff without his knowledge. But if it's... A m- well, because it it's
2: just like today that he learned how his stand works. He thought he didn't have a stand before. So weird shit would happen to him, and he's like, I don't know what that is.
0: But yeah, he found the knife there because, what, there's a memory of it being buried there? Because isn't the memory like a copy of something that already happened? Uh, I guess so. Or, or does it also lead him towards bad things that are currently existing in the world? And then he goes and he pisses in an alleyway, but pissing on the wall reveals a woman's skull. Yes. Which makes me wonder how he identified the sex of the skeleton, because mm. he has no bio- biological training. And I don't know how different men and fe- male and female skulls are, if at all. It
1: must be like he said, like, he, maybe the stand tells him that, you know? Cause like, Jolene and Hermes see all these dead
0: people, but like, you see them alive too? I don't know. It was a skull and he just ran away and he didn't even know he had a stand yet. So I don't know. I think he just, it being Jojo, he has like Araki's trivia brain and he was able to look at the spacing of some jawbone or, or it's just a certain size. So I don't know. There's no way to tell. And then, uh, so just like the, all these bad things happen to him and he's realizing that it's his stand even though the skull thing makes sense that he accidentally unearthed the skull. But I don't I don't know about the knife and the infection in his hand. They
1: the, kind of
2: go through this really fast. They do. This backstory is like so fast. I'm like, wait a minute. How did he... Why is he in the hospital? Because he got... Like fell on a plastic knife.
0: I don't think it was plastic. It weird.
1: It looked plastic to me.
0: I don't know. It was so fast. I don't remember.
1: Um the guy the henchman who's mad at him is like balding
0: yeah yeah like, he didn't look like he should have been a juvenile look old maybe he was um, 17 and on hgh i don't know <laughs> yeah it was a little huh maybe it's a dumb jojo juvenile detention hall and they put you in with adults mm, that Basically, makes sense prisons in jojo are like escape from la if you've seen that movie it's it's not good, but it's one of those movies that we watched as kids and then we just watched it a lot. Do you have, do you have movies <laughs> I, like that?
1: that? Don't say we. I didn't. That didn't happen. Oh,
0: me. I mean me and my brother. Although I did
1: watch it as a kid. <laughs>
0: you saw Escape from L.A.? As a child, yeah. Yeah, really that's uh, <laughs> uh, not a movie you should see as a kid. And uh, every day I ask myself, why haven't I seen Escape from New York as many times? That's considered a cult classic, and yet... I think I've seen
1: that one as well.
0: Well, that's supposed to still hold up. Escape from L.A. Nobody really likes. Hmm. I do. Oh, I was about to spoil it. Never mind. I don't know. Go watch Escape from L.A. It's got <laughs> Pam Greer and Bruce Campbell. You know, it,
1: is that's the one with the basketball game, right? That
0: is the one with the basketball game where supposedly Kurt Russell himself as Snake Uh-oh. makes a full court shot. It L- could happen like over the back. Like I th- doesn't he throw it over the back or no. Does he throw it? No, properly? I don't think so. He throws it like overhand, but it's a full court shot. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: Maybe he tried it
0: many times. Oh, I think he did. I don't think they hid that in the trivia that I heard about it, but I guess if you're making that movie, I guess you're probably like, yeah, fuck it. I don't know. We'll just sit here. We've got the crew here for 12 hours. You can keep throwing that basketball.
1: It is wild to like in the age of film.
0: Yeah. When they're like, just Stanley Stanley money. Kubrick did 70 takes with Scatman Crothers, an elderly man. And you're just like, who brought all the film? Oh, we're shooting with an old guy today, but it's Stanley Kubrick bring all of kodak with you anyway jackie did you have a bad movie you watched as a kid but like it was a movie that you had so you kept watching it
2: um the water boy maybe
0: i don't know oh i think there's a lot of people our age though that 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 enjoyed adam sandler movies
2: i don't know what i don't know i don't know if they're bad because i well they are bad Okay. The well, Waterboy, the, probably. The Waterboy, specifically... Uh, I didn't watch any of the other Adam Sandler movies, but we had The Waterboy on VHS. Um, uh, I guess what
0: I'm thinking of is movies that no one you know has seen, but you just watched a bunch. Uh, uh, Are you telling me you watched The Grudge? No. With that vocal fry?
2: <laughs> probably. I mean, my mom worked for a company that sold VHSs to That's video right. stores. So we had like my mom every like month or whatever or every quarter i don't know at what point I every once in a while she would bring home boxes of vhs's like this this it's not like she like curated this you know these movies it's just boxes of vhs's she would bring home and so we just had a bunch of vhs's a lot of movies we've never heard of but basically anything that had like that looked like a kids movie or something we would watch
0: this is how kids end up watching Hentai or, like, Heavy Metal 2000 or something. I'm
2: sure there were there was a ton of anime that we... Like, the, I know Kimbo the White Lion was, I think, there. I think we had Kimbo the White Lion. But I never we never actually watched it. There was a, We had some anime we never actually watched it. Because this was before I, like, understood what anime was. And it, like, looked probably weird. I don't know. There was probably, like, mecha stuff. And I was like, what is this? I'm not interested. I want to see, like...
0: Some things never change.
2: I want to see... Uh, Beverly Hills Ninja or something.
1: <laughs> Do you think if you had seen Gundam at that age, you'd be? It would, ch- it
0: would have changed your life, and you'd like it.
2: No, more? I'm sure I would have fallen asleep.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, Miles, did you have any other movies like that? Or just escape from L.A. You saw as a kid.
1: Uh, both my parents worked, so I would just uh, watch TV the whole day sometimes. And I watched—I think I've watched like every Police Academy movie.
0: I've never seen a Police Academy times. movie. <laughs> I should probably at least see the first one, right? Just to see Michael Winslow do his thing.
1: Nah, Cab Man, Police Academy's canceled.
0: <laughs> no, but come on, those those movies those movies don't paint them in a bad light.
1: I don't remember. Look at all these dumbass sure goofballs.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, I think the only good cops are ones in movies, so I will continue to watch cop movies.
2: And Josuke's grandfather. Because they're fantasies, you know, it's like not, (laughs) it's (laughs) make-believe.
0: That's why I watch Nazi propaganda movies, because I'm like, look, they're all nice, (laughs) they're good, they just want.
1: You've got to separate the art from the artist. That's
0: right. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Anyway. (laughs) Um,
1: <laughs> the Nazis are making
2: are making art <laughs> separate the
0: art about them being cool from them <laughs> I don't know Um. anyways so basically versus has a shitty life shitty upbringing but he thinks that a lot of his bad luck stuff is from his now explained stand Um. and is this when he kind of has his little like what about me moment
2: yes he does yes. well yes yeah he says something about his, his Dio's blood running through his veins and you know what makes the priest so special and stuff like that. Um
0: this is around the time you asked me about isn't Jorno the same relation to Dio?
2: Yeah, cuz at this point I I realized that I was like, "Wait. Jiorno is exactly the same as versus. Like he's he also has Dio's blood, I guess, coursing through his veins. S-s-s- but he's a he's a JoJo because one he he got the name, he got the the Giorno Giovanni he got his name to be Jojo. But, you know, his father's body, it's I guess Dio's blood, but Jonathan's body or whatever. So aren't these guys all in addition to being Dio's children, they're also they should be JoJo's? Like they're all related to so JoJo? It's, they're like
0: It right? seems in the fandom that it's there's a nature versus uh nurture argument here that it could be like if you have a litter of puppies and only one of them looks something like has a certain quality like that it could just be i don't know Jorno just got good dna and he's you know he's got a super powerful stand and he's a nice guy some people say that it was you know the the gang stars that uh that helped him and put him on the right path and that could have happened for the other Dio little Dio muppet babies um i don't know i don't know why but uh, with versus you do start to see the gradient I think. I you know, he has aspirations of being an evil guy. Uh and he does have a scary powerful stand although during this episode I decided it's pretty much the same as Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Did you guys get that? What? Isn't isn't this stand Underworld basically the Disney character stand but for real life fucked up shit instead of fairy tale fucked up shit?
1: Mm. Oh, like
0: you get trapped in the story and it's like that's the way the story goes
1: that's true i suppose but it doesn't yeah but it doesn't make the
0: the originals
1: disappear yes
0: that's true well the the, the originals only disappear in that if you kill them oh, oh you're yeah. saying they, they temporarily disappear yes um but it was just that when jolene is in the in the fighter jet And the right when the the pilot turns around to her and is like, but that's what happened. My jet crashed. I was like, this is the... That's the way the story goes. Yeah, that was kind of what I felt there. Yeah. That you just can't escape it.
1: Yeah, it just doesn't have the giant flaw. It also doesn't have the giant flaw that you can
0: make up your own story. Yes. Mm. Thankfully, that isn't what happened here.
2: I guess you could make your own history, though. Like, if you shoot down a plane...
0: Yeah, but I guess True. if you're in this hole, you can't really do any of that. Yeah, okay. That's the that's that's well, the, that's the can, other power can get here. Em, she
2: can get Emporio to do something funky. Let's just kill, murder a bunch of people and then it'll show up in the hole. Oh,
0: God. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so, yeah, Donatello is like, why shouldn't I go to heaven? I have more in common with Dio than Poochie does, even though he doesn't know that Poochie had some kind of ritual that I've decided is sex after death or something with the green baby and the bone and the...
2: That's true, yes.
0: Whatever Poochie has. Poochie might have more DNA, technically.
2: Yeah, 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 He, You need to do that in order to seal the deal with whatever deal, with, with, to go to heaven, right? Or I whatever. guess
0: so. Do, don't
2: you? I don't know.
0: We don't really know. But it doesn't matter. He's just saying, like, this is just some friend of my dad's, whereas I'm actually... His
2: boyfriend.
0: He doesn't know that. Okay. Poochie probably was like, uh, I'm your dad's friend. I just I'm Uncle Enrico, um, let's say Zio Enrico, uh, because so <laughs> <he>, they're Italian. <laughs> yeah, so he's just like, "Why well, should go to heaven and stuff?" And that's a cool little plot that picks up later. But uh, on the Jolene side, she does she just decide to fly the jet into the plane, or do, does she talk to Emporio by this point? I think sh- she does it
1: or, before. I think she did. Like, it's revealed that it's Emporio's idea
2: Ver, afterward. Versus, uh, he he's he's like going for the uh, weather reports memory disc or something. I think he leaves with the memory disc, and then Jolene uh, she tries to call Emporio on the walkie walk with the walkie talkie. He he
0: doesn't leave with the disc. He's he's annoyed at Poochie. Yeah, you're right. He scratches away a memory of Pucci, mm. which so I guess it's not just memories of disasters. It's like anything that's ever happened. I guess, which is really
2: scary. So it is broken like Bohemian Rhapsody.
0: It's very broken. Makes you wonder what else you could find in there. And so he finds like a memory of Poochie. Poochie has his brother, Weather Report's memory disk, right? Was it the memory disk?
2: There is something about a memory disk here, yeah.
0: Right. So we decide that's how Weather Report lost his memory. His brother took it. Um, But we'll get into that later. Jolene decides or is told that she could just fly the jet into the plane. Which I thought was clever. It is, you know, why shouldn't they be able to intersect and Why wouldn't that let her hop into the plane? And she says... To, well, yeah,
1: because the logic is like, it has to crash, but it doesn't matter what happens in between.
0: Right. It's like, it's invincible until... And if they're both invincible, then why shouldn't... I guess they should just bounce off each other. But whatever. Yeah. They overlap. And does she just pop out of the cockpit at that point? or do, I don't remember how she actually gets back onto the the floor of the plane. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. But, uh... I like...
0: She says, I'm back to Hermes. She says, I came back.
2: Ah. Nice yeah. little... Hello. Uh, and then meanwhile, Emporio has a computer on the sidewalk, and he's talking to Jolene
0: with the walkie-talkie. And nobody in Florida gives a shit.
2: Um, And he finds, like, from reading, like, news articles about this plane crash, that uh, two people survived, and there's uh, specific seats that they were sitting in. And so they're racing to the back of the plane to get those seats, and the stand is also trying to get there. And they're like, "Oh, the look! The stand wants to destroy the
0: seats." That is kind of okay, I guess. Maybe if it's underworld, he can do that. But I was like, "Wait a minute! If you can't change the story, yeah, how the fuck is he gonna do anything to those seats?"
2: Yeah, what is he gonna do? But he doesn't try to. Right. Do it ultimately to
0: the seats. it doesn't happen, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, Um, so they
2: get there. They kick some people out of the seats. Hermes Uh, makes
0: a good point to tell the audience that she and Jolene are not bad people. Yeah, she's
2: like, you are nothing but recorded facts. You are not real people. We are real people. Yeah, (laughs) she's
0: looking at the audience to say, don't worry, they already lived. We're not just throwing people into death.
2: And then after Hermes is done with that monologue, they look back at the seats and there's like a little girl who looks fucked up. It looks like her brain's exposed.
0: Oh, I thought that was just like bubbling skin. I think she's gotten. Burned. I think it's like a rash. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe she's a burn victim or something. And I don't they know. they
0: both are like really freaked out. And at first, I didn't get it. I was like, "What?" So a passenger baby crawled and the, over, and there? then
2: another boy shows up with like a, uh, I don't know, like a prosthetic wooden, leg. Wooden leg. Yeah, prosthetic yeah. leg. Um, and there, then Jolene and Aramis was like, "These are real kids that fell in the hole." I uh, well, I thought they fell in the hole, but actually, they were thrown in by the stand.
0: Yes. This is the stand master versus being a real sicko.
2: Just pushing kids down a hole.
0: Yes. He's cunning. He's cunning. It was very smart, very dirty. And I hated how much Araki made these kids seem like good kids who are so innocent just to really make it hard to watch. Like the the kid with the wooden legs is like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm in your seat. But it takes me a little <laughs> while to stand up. So I was like, no, <laughs> don't kill the
2: kids. Aw, gee whiz, mister. <laughs> no.
0: With his little box haircut. Uh, so they realized, like. like they,
2: yeah, you're right. Because, like, they could have just been, like, kids. But they're, like, specifically, like, kids with, like, like, I don't know, who are really, really hurt or something. Yeah. And, I, like.
0: They are at a hospital, so it makes sense. But. Yeah. They're, they're visibly. They're in peril like they have something going on bandages prosthetics and stuff and And they're nice Oh, and
2: also we didn't mention that he also throws down a third kid so there's three of them right so that's like an additional choice where it's like all right how like you can't say like are you gonna let these three kids die over yourself or
0: right because it's I don't know how they know this but Emporio is reminding them on the phone like only those two seats and you can't they're like you can't put the kids in your lap i'm like why not you don't know how big the safety i guess the idea is you can't know either way you only know that people sitting in those seats lived Mm -hmm. doesn't say if they had any injuries by the way i do wonder that like yeah if at the end he could be like oh you are paralyzed from the waist down i forgot do you guys think maybe these are the only two passengers who had their tray tables up and in the upright position
1: yeah They're the
0: only ones who listened. Everyone else was... They
1: deserved to live. Everyone else deserved what happened to them.
2: Everyone else had their seats reclined, and that's why they're dead.
0: They got cut in half by their tray tables. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they're like... It's this conundrum where they're like, we don't want to throw these kids out, because then these real children will die. And Versus pops out to kind of tell them that. He's like, if you let them die, you're going to be so guilt-ridden that you're not going to be able to beat me in a fight, even if you... (laughs) Survive in their seats. You're gonna be too guilty. Hell of a gamble, but it's all he's really got. Um, yeah. And they don't want the kids to die, but then we do just see the the jet, the plane explode because it is now nine thirty three. And then they would they it goes to commercial, and the eye catch back from the commercial spoiled it for me. Did you guys notice that? No. No. I maybe it's a minor thing, but when we came back, it the eye catch was like, oh, the stand is kiss. The user is Hermes. And I was like, oh, okay. So Hermes' power fixes the uh, issue. That's why they're showing me like to be like, hey, remember how this stand works? So I, I was annoyed by that because I wasn't sure how they got out of this. I don't remember. And they cleverly basically, um, they sat in the seats, it seems. No. One of the kids sat in the seats. Hermes sat in the other seat they put two of the kids using kiss they cloned people and then uh like i guess had one of the kids stand in front of the people and then undid the kiss so like the they were sandwiched in between a clone right because and the original. people
2: survives basically they they've there's like two ways to survive you could either be the person who survives or inside the person that survives or you could be the uh, sitting in the right seat right and so they kind of did both they had some sitting in the seat and some like inside the people like two cloned of cloned version that got snapped together i think is that yeah the deal? And
0: even though i was a little bit like wouldn't that hurt them now because like
2: that would kill them but i guess they can't die so
0: well oh oh no them too but also the kids like hermes like clones a broom when we first see her and the broom when she removes the sticker it like not quite crushes a guy's skull, but it really fucks him up. Mm. But I guess bodies are soft. I don't know. These kids are lucky a spinal column didn't unclone and oh, crush them. Yeah. But also the other reveal here is that, you know, cause Versus was like, but those are only two bodies. So where did Jolene go? And Jolene turned herself into string as much as possible. And then went in Hermes's mouth. She went in her body.
2: In her mouth. I didn't catch the mouth part. I know that she was hidden in her body somehow. She should have just turned himself, herself into a ball of yarn. Can she turn herself into a
1: ball of yarn?
0: It might be too big. Just
1: roll it up. Yeah, and you'd get eaten by a cat.
0: That's true. A stand cat, if you will. Yeah, I will, Jackie. I think if my memory serves Miles, tell me if I'm right, did not Hermes have string coming out of her mouth?
1: Yeah, when she's first talking. But okay, we don't know. I, did, I didn't notice.
0: Maybe some Jolene string went in her mouth, someone up her butt. Who knows? Come
1: on.
2: Up her nose.
0: In with her a, ears, up her nose with a rubber hose,
2: in her belly button.
0: No, okay. That doesn't. You can't go anywhere in there. It's a dead end.
2: In her urethra. Oh come on! <laughs>
0: <laughs> they got a whole vaginal canal. You don't need to go in the.
2: And there too, I we can name all
0: the holes. I don't like that. <laughs> um, the point is, they survive. Uh, by it. Look, it's arguably a of a sexual nature. The way Jolene and well. Hermes work together to save Jolene. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Some might think that in this room.
2: There's a fanfic out there uh, yeah. that Mark's writing.
0: Yeah. And uh, so they're both... And then,
2: and then they come out and they just punch the shit out of verses. Which is, yeah, that's stand. all that's
0: left to do is is they, they feel fine. They punch him a, a little bit and then Jolene has him uh, tied up and he's like hanging off a stalagmite in his little cave. And then he yells like he yells weather report and throws the disc I thought at first I forgot that he had the memory disc I thought maybe he had the stand disc and was calling the stand as his own but no he just yelled weather report so we (laughs) knew what that stand disc was and so we know what that memory disc was I guess and he, he throws it up out of the cave somehow it's just going to find its way back to weather report the person well, the stand carries it up, doesn't it? Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, so I don't maybe think he just tosses it. He's yelling to his stand, like, "Go!" Yeah. Give it to weather report. And right. Pucci is very like, "You don't know what you just did." Like, no, that's bad for everyone. What just happened? And Versus is like, "You took his memory." I I don't remember what happens here exactly. Yeah, I guess Pucci is not pumped about it, but I don't. I, we don't know why yet. Yeah, we do know that he doesn't want it to happen because he took Weather Report's memory for a reason. We don't know what that reason is, and we don't know why he kind of frames it as though it's bad for everybody. Um, and then we cut to Weather Report and Ana top topside, and Weather Report gets his disc, and it does make a little disc being like red noise when it goes in his head. Yeah, you like that? Which I enjoy. So yeah, Weather Report gets his disk back, and we don't really know what e- it's weird that his memory his his memory disk is going to let him unlock the true potential of his stand. I don't know that we've had too many people. I guess we hmm, I guess we've had stand users not know the full potential of their stand, but and we don't know yet what this new power is. I do.
2: Hold on a second. It's, Jotaro's missing his memory disk, and he's, like, dead. Or he's, like, a zombie. How is Weather Report, like, surviving with only one disk, with only his stand disk?
0: It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know.
2: (laughs) It's inconsistent. I don't like it.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess I don't either.
0: Listeners, write in and tell us why Jotaro is completely useless while Weather Report can do a bunch of stuff. So it is implied, I think, does Pucci say he's going to do heavy weather?
2: He does yes. say something about heavy weather.
0: Miles, do you know where heavy weather comes from? No, I can't remember. It's a weather report album. Oh, uh, uh, that makes sense. Yes, it does. And he's like, he's going to do heavy weather. and then, But then all we see So at the end of this episode is just that I, I decided that weather reports power is ableism. Because he just goes up to some old guy with a bunch of bandages on a bench and just seems to harass him.
2: Yeah, why is he attacking this guy? I wrote down <laughs> he attacks a rando at the hospital.
0: Just like a random old guy with bandages. Um, and and then, then, then it just
2: says, three more days until the new moon. Yeah. And Weather Report seems evil or, or something, I think.
0: Yeah, he's now a bad guy. I guess he's bad now.
1: Heavy weather has birdland on it.
0: Ah, there we go. A song that I unfortunately can't not hear with some dumbass lyrics because of Manhattan Transfers cover of it.
1: <laughs> what a shame. What a shame.
0: Uh, also this episode features really weird insults. Someone calls someone else a groundhog. At some point I think I, I don't remember I think one of the girls maybe calls uh calls versus a groundhog cuz he's always digging in the ground. And then Yeah, that's not a diss. And then someone else gets called a thatched hut. I wrote that down. Why? A straw hut? I couldn't figure that out either. It feels like not a lot happened in this episode, but a lot did get said (laughs) and covered. Thatched hut. That's supposed
1: to hurt my feelings?
0: I don't think so. I, I mean, I would hope that people would see me as someone with a nice, solid foundation and roof. I don't want a thatched anything. I'm brick and mortar. Is it like a balding thing? neither no. of them are balding so I don't know maybe it's a metaphor that works in Japanese I'm unsure uh, overall I liked this fight I liked this episode Um, I think the power was mostly consistent and I liked that versus is asking the big questions why can't I be part of the master plan yeah instead of a mindless ah oh, I'm a follower of the big villain ah oh, here I come
1: he must Pucci must have really talked up Dio for him to be this, to have this much belief in like, the bloodline.
0: You mean for for Versus to have faith in the bloodline? Yeah. Well, we know he did it for Rikiel with Rikiel. Whenever he was getting harassed by Cryptids, he was like, "Think of your blood." True. And he didn't even know anything about his blood, but he just—he only knows what this guy has told him. Yeah. But I guess what
1: this- I'm saying it must have been a great sell job.
0: Yeah. I guess if someone can help you understand the power that has mostly just been a nuisance for your whole life, then you you probably have to take their word on a bunch of stuff, you know? True. Uh, yeah, what'd you guys think?
1: Uh, yeah, I like this fight. I don't think it's... I don't know. I'm not sure it's the end of uh, Versus.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like evil at the end, like something's gonna happen, like he's gonna fight Gucci yeah, or something.
1: I'm kind of sad that i don't know i hope weather report. Is, i like weather report so i guess he's i'm not gonna like him anymore or maybe i will i don't know
0: yeah we don't know yet we don't know anything about heavy weather uh, except that it makes the other thing mean. is he,
1: it, he already has a very very powerful power it's yeah like probably i don't know it's just it's up there with any of the ones we've seen yeah be- so for it to be even stronger is quite scary
0: yeah, I mean, we know that he can c- control weather, which is already a big deal, but he also can make cloud suits and localized gusts of wind and stuff. It's There's a lot of things you could do with weather. Um, but there's also no reason to not beat the shit out of Donatello versus at this point. It's True. It's not like he threw a, threw away the key and was like, I'll tell you where it is. Like We know where the memory disk is going and we know you didn't really have much of a plan. They should just beat the shit out of him.
2: Mm. I thought this was yeah. an okay fight. Not okay. not my favorite, but I didn't hate it. So, like, average.
0: I liked that both Jolene and Aramis were useful in this fight as well.
2: Mm. And Emporio.
0: Emporio. Uh, yeah, I guess the one thing I didn't like about Emporio is I just don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't Googled a lot of plane crashes, but what are the odds that it would... Okay. Tell you
2: the seat numbers?
0: Yeah, that was the thing. It's like... I think it would I guess if it's that miraculous, then they would tell you where they were sitting, right, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, like you'd see like a somebody would write a feature story about it, you know, yeah, they would write the I safest place the on a plane
2: league. during a crash is the second to last row because <laughs> or whatever,
0: yeah, I remember a mad I think it was mad magazine had like a comic that was like, it, I don't remember what the premise was. It was like things that things you never see happen or something, and it was like. Oh, in the plane crash, the only people who survived were those that were, you know, with their heads, like, doubled over, tucked between their knees. What do we call that position? Isn't there a name for that? They don't really tell you about it anymore. Fetal position? (laughs) No, there's some name for, like, a crash-ready position or something like that. And in Mad Magazine's comic, it was like a plane exploding on the side of a mountain, but people balled up with their heads between their knees, flying out of the plane safely. And that's just (laughs) what I pictured here. Okay. Or the beginning of Unbreakable. Maybe. Anyway, I don't know. Now I'm just trying to spot all these millennial Hollywood movies that Araki loves to quote and stuff. Anyway. That's really it. Unless there's any more stray thoughts.
1: Stray thoughts! (laughs) Uh, I liked it when Jolene first calls Emporio and she's like, and we're in a tunnel, and we're in a plane, but there's another plane. Yeah. And his reaction is just like,
0: "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just nowhere. <laughs> he's not in a library. He's not trying to call Joe Tato from a payphone. He's just still yeah. walking.
2: Yeah. He to me, he looked like he was still outside the hospital.
1: <laughs> like he never like he, like, just like he stayed out there.
0: <laughs> he was trying to figure out where he could clean uh, the bloody piss out of his uniform. Yeah, because during useless kid. During the last fight, he just <laughs> pissed and was like, oh, there's blood in it, and no one had time to ask, why'd you piss? <laughs> anyway. Aww. Uh I hope these kids get out of this hole, because currently they're still in there with all these freakazoids. Uh, and I hope the hospital can cover up that hole. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, we're good to go. We, we got a baby here that wants to wants our attention. But thank you for listening, everybody. We will talk to you again next week when we cover episode 30. We're moving right along. Coming up on the end of Stone Ocean here. Uh, episode 30's got a fun name that I tabbed away from, so I'm going to go back to my other tab. Next episode is called Heavy Weather Part 1. I wonder why. Um, so yeah, we'll talk to you again until then remember not uh, if your friends don't know who they are, try to keep it that way. That's a, what? I don't know. let's go episode over goodbye Thanks, baby
2: bye.